The thing that I tell people is people know us because we're producers, not because we're necessarily any more special than the next person, not because anything. We just chose to put something out into the world. We chose to sit on this phone, sit on this Zoom, record something for an hour and then broadcast it to the world. That's it. <laughs> Tweet Talk episode 91. I don't say it's lit anymore. I'm grown. Are we on the Tweet dope, what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Meganer himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Woo! Although I did, um, I was watching the basketball game last night, and uh, the announcer was like, it's lit in the stadium right now. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And episode 91, we just hit yesterday, finally, 100,000 downloads for the show. We are part of the 100K Club. We get to hit another 100K in the next three months. Yeah, this for two years. And Not only that, hmm? they, they released the list of top 50 Blackwell podcasts, and we are number seven. Right. You know? And we are above, they got dope. us above some um, very popular podcasts, too. I'm not going to name names. That's because we are popular, man. We're popular. I'm not going to say we're better than them, because that, that's, not, that's not what it's about. I'm just saying they got us ranked above them. And they have some different metrics that they, they take into account on that too. Like part of the reason, um, like no shade to anybody, but Tweet Talk is ranked above the, your other podcasts, even though you have a larger listenership. I know for sure you have a larger audience on the other podcasts, but I think what it is, is for the past six months or so, you guys haven't been as consistent releasing podcasts. So I think that's where like you which, guys- Which podcast are you referring to? Because I don't know who has a bigger follower than us, following than us, man. No, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Todd Capital, the Todd Millionaire podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was inter- I was actually, that was like, man, I wonder how that happened. No, it's because um, it, because it, it's, a, it's a combination of things that they do for the ranking. It, I'm right. pretty sure they're not sitting there listening to all these podcasts. So they take into account how many listens you have and the frequency of the episodes. And also, they have a thing like a authority rank or something for the page. I think that's the reason why we're Tweet Talk is above the Tile Capital podcast, too, because you they put your page as the Oglesby, the Oglesby um, page, the Oglesby WordPress page. Our homepage that they have listed is the anchor, is our anchor page. So the, our anchor page is going to get more traffic than your page. So that's also part of it. Yeah, 100%. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So it's a combination of things. It's a combination of things. But the fact that we all, we even considered top 50 is an accomplishment. And we got the episodes. We got the product. Prove it. I mean, got the product, man. We got the product. What you rocking today, Raphael? I got the get started, get go. fancy later. We need to get a <laughs> screenshot of that man <laughs> too bad we can't like time a screenshot <laughs> i gotta work it out so you always got more it's more you in the frame also time i got my laptop for the back anyway let's get into this we talk about tweets and building black wealth on this podcast i am your co-host Raphael husbands along with my other co-host charles oglesby the third jd aka top millionaire you can follow us on twitter you find myself Raphael, at work money life on twitter and you can follow charles on twitter at real todd billion you can also follow the new tweet talk podcast account on twitter at tweet talk pod i didn't know there was a limit on how many characters you could put in your twitter handle 
that's unfortunate. But you can follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. So Charles, you have been traveling recently. You were at yeah, you could say that. Yeah. You were at the Formula Conference. Is that the name of it? Yeah, the the Formula Conference. I keep calling it just the Circle of CEO Conference, but yeah, the Formula Conference. I got my shirt around here somewhere. It's somewhere around here. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, brother, you have inspired me, man. I um I just signed up a couple of days ago for King Ashley Ann's conference in September down in Arkansas. In yeah. Arkansas. I think I've heard of that. Um, Rashana usually speaks at that conference. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's down in September. Sign up for it. I say, I'll figure out how to get down there and all that stuff later. Just commit now, figure it out later. And how much were the tickets? Uh, I got the like the general, not the general. It's like 99, 99 bucks, and it goes up to like three fifty. That's a good price, right uh, there. Uh, actually, I think the most expensive one might be four thousand. I forget. That's a good price. There's, 4, there's a there's a heavy. there's a um there's an option for like I bought it when it was on sale but there's an option for the basic one the general one that's like eighty seven it, it went from thirty seven to like forty seven but I don't think it's guaranteed seating I bought the one that's guaranteed seating oh, like that's bucks. very important <laughs> very important because man it fills up quick you know I'm not going to stand around you know so I got the guaranteed seating one that's still like a hundred bucks right now so I'm in the building I got a seat I didn't know? even see that being promoted I got to check it out I might have to meet you down there bro we got if I come we got to do some in person podcast for sure for sure i'm also trying to um I, I can't do hers and not do the this the classic claim tour that erica williams is putting on since you're gonna be on it so i'm trying to see if we can make one of those those dates marjorie our official uh our cpa marjorie was telling me i gotta come to one of the ones in california yeah <laughs> She plans on speaking at I'm the one in San Diego. So we got to line that up. Yeah, she was saying that on the mastermind Talk call about the other taxes day. And things like that. And on the mastermind call the other day, it was I said, uh, interesting tidbit. Uh, me and Charles have been doing this podcast together for two years now. We've never met person. And Marjorie oh, said, episodes haven't met. And Marjorie said, really? I didn't know that. I'm like, how do you not know that, Marjorie? But I was like, okay. She's like, you gotta come to California. So I'm gonna try to see if it worked that one out. I was thinking Atlanta, but she said you gotta come to California. Anyway, you know, some, hmm? sometimes when you meet people and like when you meet people in person I feel like the bond gets deeper and so like if I if because people who know me from social media they know things about me that people who if they met me if they only know me in person would never know because I'm not going to tell you everything that I'm thinking I might post what I'm thinking but if I see you in person I'll just be kind of chilling and be quiet you have no idea what's going through my mind Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's cool to start the relationship the backwards way where somebody knows how Mm -hmm. you think they know how you view the world and you meet them in person and, and then you lock it in because a lot of us are just hanging around people who are just for proximity purposes, not for mindset purposes. And social media allows you to connect with somebody's mind as opposed to just, they got the the flyest J's. She got the biggest booty. Like you'll be here connecting with somebody who's a retard because they just look dope on the exterior. What about their mindset? And so like, sometimes I am hesitant to meet people in person because I know how my relationships have been with people that I only know in person who take for granted my mindset. And so now they step back and they're like, damn, that dude dude, Charles is kind of (laughs) smart. He kind of knows what he has going on. And it took them years to figure that out because in person, um, it's just different. But yeah, we got to make that happen. We are going to make that happen because this victory lap season, I keep telling people that like we had such a dope 2020 that now we're just traveling the world, shaking hands, meeting all the people who um, we impacted through the pandemic, which is dope. Um, happy to have it. I feel like no matter where I am, I, I meet somebody, bro. And it's just, it's just simple. It's just it's so much so that I was on an airplane and the people on the airplane knew who I was. I'm on mm. flying, flying into Atlanta, direct flight, Ontario to Atlanta. I'm standing there waiting for the stroller. Dude walks past. He's like, hey, man, um, are you tired? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. He's <laughs> like, um, I just want to let you know 
that like I've taken like a few, a lot of your courses or a few of your courses and it's definitely changed my mindset about money. And I was like, that's dope. And then we flew back, we flew from Atlanta to Ontario doing the same thing, standing there waiting for the stroller. Cause if you have a stroller, they have to bring it up to the actual uh, bridge and we're walking and my wife's never seen it happen. But this time she's standing there with me and this lady walks past and she's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I have like a few of your courses, like, thank you for what you do. And so the, my wife like saw it in person. She's like, she saw like, it's real. Because like, if you've never really seen it you, and you just see the numbers, you're like, how do you justify all these numbers? How do you justify the cash? How do you justify it? But then when you literally see the people in person of the lives that have been changed, the money that's been made, I'm telling you, like I was sitting there and I was at the conference and I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Greg, who was a part of the original real estate club. He does Turo now. Um, and I was, and Greg was standing next to uh, Ryan Noble Supply and they were just talking about how it's funny how I've kind of blown up into this household name. And as they're saying that people are walking up like, Todd, Todd. <laughs> so it's just uh, funny. Like multiple people are just walking up as they're having that conversation. So um, yeah, it's a victory lap and I can't wait to do more of this. Um, going to Dallas, going to DC, going to Oakland. And we already have people who are already there who are like, man, I'm there. I'm there. So it's cool. The mm. goal is to definitely add a bunch of value to change lives and to um continue to push the culture forward like we've been doing. What was the what was it like the first time that happened to you though in person? Somebody walked to you. Are you are you tired, Millie? Um I, I think I remember the first time it happened and I was walking across the street from my job to uh, get some coffee at Starbucks. And this dude, like he was jogging outside. He was jogging. He jogged over and he was like, hey, you Todd? He was like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've taken a bunch of your courses. Thank you for what you do. I made some money tra trading options. Um, And from then on, like it's happened more and more times than I kind of expected, especially when I'm in like downtown LA. Mm. Um, But like, it's just crazy. It just, it just keeps happening and happening. I think the next time was when I actually met the dude who's doing the vending machine stuff. And I was just sitting there in Starbucks and um, he is, he goes in and he like looks and he looks again <laughs> and he was like, I don't, I don't know if I should do this or not, but like, are you him? <laughs> and I was like, I just knew what he meant by that. I was like, yeah, that's me. And he actually found me through the podcast, not even through my products. Mm. And so the thing that I tell people is people know us because we're producers, not because we're necessarily any more special than the next person, not because anything, we just chose to put something out into the world. We chose to sit on this phone, sit on this Zoom, record something for an hour and then broadcast it to the world. That's it. There's a lot of people with a lot of value, with a lot of stuff in their brain that could be doing the same thing, but they're just sitting on it. I tell people, you have a brand inside of you, a nationwide brand, but you're giving all your energy to JW Marriott. JW Marriott is a nationwide brand. Mm. You give all your energy to Best Buy. Best Buy is a nationwide brand. You give all your energy to somebody else's brand instead of your own. Same energy. Different person gets to own it. We just chose to take it to the world. And you don't have to do either or. You can do a combination of both. You can still work your job, still give them what you give, but you got to be building the brand for your last name. I put out a tweet and I was just like, I left my job and I decided to build a name for myself. And the reason why I said that is because like, I feel like what I've accomplished now is dope, but we're just going to take it up another notch. And so now we're doing the tours. If you look, I'm on like four tours. I'm on the Classy Climb Tour. I'm on the Hive Mind event. I'm on the Arkansas event. Yeah, Harry and I Washington. I have, and I have something else out there that I can't even think of. But like, it goes back to the same principles that got me here in the first place, which is saying yes to everything. Hey, you want to be at this? Con yes, yes, I'll be at your conference. Yeah, because like, that's going to allow me to grow even more.
So it, it doesn't ever stop. And I think having a son puts you in a position where it never stops. I'm not just trying to make money so I can be comfortable because you can always disappoint yourself. I'm over here like I got a lot of stuff to pay for and I got to catch up because, I mean, even though I feel like I'm ahead, I still got to make sure I'm I got to pay for private school. And if I have another child, I got to pay for private school for two kids. And so that's the things that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. And you said um, we all got something that we can put out into the world. And for those listening, you got to do like, you know, we always say on the show, get started, get fancy later. And do not be one of those people sitting on the sidelines saying, critiquing other people that are producers saying, I could do better than that. Or he doesn't even do this. He doesn't even do that. I mean, you, if you think you're so good at it, you put something out. Because I remember a while back, I saw people bashing at your um, options course. Well, not really bashing, but they're saying like, you know, I was missing this or that. And it was like, well, why don't you put your, your course out? And that person, as far as I know, never did it. And if they did, I would have copped it so fast, man. Uh, be Real Estate created a stock book. I'm about to buy that stock book. Why not? He has some information that I need. I'm not expecting it to be perfect. But like, I think that it's foolish to stifle producerism. We got to create that like producerism <laughs> in our community. We, we need more producers, not less. Because I mean, I don't got all the answers. And I never said I did. Like I, I tell people in the beginning of the heading, this course is not everything you need to know about options. This course is how I made $20,000 trading options. Right. And, and people are still going to criticize it. But unfortunately, I think that has more so to do with the conditioning of our people than the validity of your product. People are just so conditioned to be at the bottom, stay at the bottom, um, and then pull others down to the bottom that if they see you crawling out, if they see you making it out, like nobody cared about my product until it started going viral. Then they got mad. Then they they became the quality control police. Like, oh, I'm 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 in charge of quality control on Twitter and I'm here to critique your thing. I'm here gumroad reviews. I need to tell if your product is worthy. Like, F you I decided it's worthy. That's the best part about the internet and gumroad. And if you don't take nothing from anything, take this. Don't let people get in the way of your success. Don't let people be the gatekeepers of success because there's so many people out there that they want to be the gatekeepers. And if you let somebody be the gatekeeper, you're just decreasing the odds of success. I hate being in a situation where somebody else has the ability to say, no, I'm doing a flip because I put the cash up. I'm not doing a flip because I sent 20,000 documents to the lender. This dude sent me a list. He's like, I need this. 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 I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the cash up. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to get my money back. I'm going to use that same principle to do the very next flip. I'm going to take that principle. I'm going to take that profit. I'm going to put it aside. I just putting people like a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't have what they want is because they let other people determine if they can get it. You got to skip the middleman. You got to skip the gatekeeper. You got to skip the boss. You got to skip the bank. You got to skip whoever you got to skip because all they're doing is just going to tell you no, because they want to keep you there too. You have mm -hmm. all these goals and dreams and they want to keep you there. No, if you want to get it, you're going to have to go get it. You're going to have to create it for yourself. Right, man. More producerism. Just made that up. We over here making words, but they're <laughs> words that I don't see. Why can't we make our own words? I mean, they're I all, they're, I just, they're all made up at one time. Right. Why, let's start making words that empower us as opposed to just letting them. I don't know, man. I just feel like freedom is empowering. One once you achieve freedom, you feel like there's really nothing that you can't do. It's like, who can tell you no? Who can tell me that I can't use the word producerism? It's not like I got to go clock in at a job and I got to fit into that mold. No, I make my own words. We create our own whatever because we are free. Right. And let's get into this tweet. You had a tweet where you said 15 mil just picking up one to two percent every day. That's the goal. 15 million isn't the goal. 15 million passive is the goal. You said that. Yeah. You said the goal is investments, not the cash. Well, I said something about that. Oh, you said, I think you said 15 million is the goal, 15 million in investments. So. Right. That makes that sounds like like a lot more what I would say. 
I got asked a question recently and I, I posted something about this on Twitter because I, I did a podcast interview and somebody asked me, they said, based on the amount of money that you have, how long could you live without going back to work a job? And I was like, I never looked at it as like that. I never looked at it as like, okay, I can just live off of this money that I have in the bank. I always looked at it as like, I can live off the gains that I have. So I didn't necessarily try to create a lifestyle from the money. What I tried to do is eliminate expenses from the cash flow that that money generates. That's mm-hmm. what I told people. Like the goal was to have dividends pay the mortgage. The goal was to have passive income pay, take care of the new car that we decide to buy. The goal is to have that that income because a lot of people can't get passive income because they don't have the massive amount of money that's required to get to passive income and create ownership. Ownership is really just a money play. It's really just a money play. Can you afford to do this? And so that's how they keep a lot of people out because they never allow you to get enough money to do this. You never get enough money to put a down payment on that multifamily property. You never get enough money to buy that Turo rental car in cash. You never get enough money to do whatever. And so that's how they keep people out is that lump sum. It's like Chris Rock said, he said, they don't got to call it racism anymore. It's called prices. He's like, I don't got to tell you that the Four Seasons is a white only establishment, but that $4,000 hotel suite will tell you that. And so that's how they did it a lot. Like you look at these neighborhoods, that's the new redlining. Price is the new redlining. Oh, you can't, it's a million dollar property. Oh, we're only going to pay you $15 an hour. Good luck trying to move to me and my neighbor. And so I don't look at the cash as something to consume. I look at the cash as something to buy something that's going to generate the money that I can then use to consume. It's the same thing Chris says, take your money and buy something that pays you as opposed to just buying something that looks good or buying something that depreciates. Um, the same thing is true with the car these days. Um, turn my car into an asset and two bookings. If I had a car note, which I don't, I'd be able to take care of the car note, two bookings. It's like five days. And this is just the beginning because they start you off small so that you can get your reviews up. And then as I get my reviews up, then I'm, I'm going to double that. My income will be doubled. Um, and so I'm looking at a Tesla Model S, not even the Model 3. How at your boy? But yeah, for anybody listening, I've always been this way. I've always told people to um, don't consume the windfalls. Don't consume the windfalls. Why? Because you weren't expecting them anyway. You already had a life mapped out that did not include that stimulus check. You already had your bills mapped out. People spend their paychecks before they get them. You knew what you're going to do and you knew what you could not do. And so I meet people and they're like, oh yeah, I got my stimulus check. I got a, a new TV. But you're struggling. You're struggling with the new TV. Why not take that STEMI and turn it into freedom? And we did teach that and people did do that. Take your cash, take your windfalls, create freedom. And then freedom, you can do all the things that we've just talked about earlier, which is create your own vocabulary. You can start doing whatever you wanted to. Like that should be the goal. We think the goal is stuff. We think the goal is looking good when the goal is freedom. When you free, you wear what you want to wear. When you free, you walk differently. When you free, you talk to people differently. When you free, you allow people to talk to you differently. Freedom is different than just the stuff. Freedom is different than just the stuff. And that cash flow is going to give you freedom. And so I've always looked at cash flow as the goal, not cash. Cash depreciates. Cash is soon to be worth nothing. Cash is getting eaten by inflation right now. But if my cash is continuing to generate cash, not just in the dividends, but also in the appreciation that I'm seeing, because that's wonderful. Um, you can't lose. You can't lose when you play on the BNI quadrant. Once you get there, you gotta you gotta do both. It's you gotta stay on that left side. Business funds the investments. The investments fund the lifestyle, just like that. But don't take your business income. And I see a lot of people doing it now, and it's unfortunate because I see people who don't know how to invest making a bunch of money. And that's why my next course is going to be talking about that. Like, hey, you made a lot of money now. What? Don't go shopping. Don't go splurging. Let's put it to work. Let's is that live out of the, the cash wealth? flow instead of that. Is that going to be the wealth tax? Wealth tax? Yeah, it's um... going to be wealth tax. 
which I'm probably going to have to change the name of that. But yeah. Right. But you know what's interesting? You talk about uh, living off dividends. I just saw a story, a uh, headline. I didn't read this, the story yet. SPG is hiking the dividends 7.7%. And I said that, that they would. I said that they would. The thing about that is that in order to be an investor, you got to kind of be smarter than the average person, but you also got, you can't fall for the okie doke. You can't fall for the media, what they're telling you, what they're selling you, because they have an agenda. They're funded by corporations. They're going to sell you stuff. The government controls them. It's a lot of propaganda. And so I don't get credit for this, but I see through the smoke. And I think education allows me to see through the smoke, both actual organized education and then like self-education through reading books, listening to podcasts, going to conferences, that kind of stuff. And so when I saw SPG fall, I was on the live and I told people my, my cost basis in SPG is $64. It's trading at 130 now. I've doubled my money. But what is most beneficial is I bought their dividends for very cheap. So a dividend yield is based on the price of the stock. So it's the dividend they pay per share divided by the actual price per share. And so when it's trading at high, let's say you have a $2 dividend, but it's a stock that's trading at $130. That's like a 1.5% dividend yield. If that same stock goes from 130 down to 65, now that $2 per share dividend is about 3%. You doubled your dividend. Now, I think their dividend is actually higher than that. It's way higher. I think their dividends like I think their dividends like five dollars and seventy cents, and then they raised it, so I think it's closer to six. But they had a very lofty dividend when I bought in. It was like a ten percent dividend yield. That's why I bought it. I like to buy high dividend yielding stocks, not mm-hmm. low ones. But this is an accidental high dividend stock, and so the stocks fell because of COVID. I never really believed that COVID was as harsh as what it was. I, I thought that was overhyped. I thought it was political propaganda. I thought they were using it to get Trump out of office. People won't admit it. I don't even admit it. My stock market proves it. My account proves it. <laughs> the fact that now the fact that they pulled the dividend down to get through COVID and I knew COVID wouldn't last forever. I said, they're going to have to pull the dividend back up. REITs have an obligation to pay out the dividend. They have to pay out like 90% of their profits. So therefore, as their profits increase and their stock price increase, they have to increase the dividend by design, by law. By law, yeah. And so now I benefit, but I look like a genius, even though people have been stealing my plays and dancing on top of them. I spotted AMC first. I spotted all these plays. I've just been buying up a bunch of really, really good dips, but people be dancing on them, selling their stuff on top of my stuff. But um, basically, we all knew it was going to happen. But in order to be successful in this country, you can't fall for the okie doke. Everybody who fall for the okie doke, fell for the okie doke is getting F. And then they realized 20 years later, $200,000 student loan debt later that they got finessed. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. So one of your Instagram lives, you said, if you don't create it, your kids cannot inherit it. Man, um, you can't pass down what you don't own, man. You can't pass down your job. You can't pass down your degrees. You can't pass down anything that you don't have an ownership stake in or a controllership stake in. Because if you control it, then you can pass down a controlling interest to your kids. But it's just something that I say to encourage us to create more and build more. It's interesting that we were able to create a brand by helping Black people close the wealth 
gap, the same wealth gap people get on this app and complain about, the same wealth gap that people get on this app and try to pass laws to close. We created a brand. We helped people. We freed ourselves. We freed our people. Why don't more people do that? Hey, we need better schools. Create them. Hey, we need better grocery stores. Build them. Hey, we need safer communities. Create a patrol. Every single progressive community does this. And I think the problem is most people have never been exposed to another community. And I think that that's the benefit of me being me. That doesn't make me any better. It just makes me different. And so I have seen certain things and the goal is to bring those to our people. The problem is they fight me. They don't want to listen. They want to be like, well, we can't. It's hard. It's too tough. They ain't going to let us. They don't even know their own history. They don't really know the history of what happened with Black Wall Street. All they ever talk about is the bombing. They don't know what happened with Black Wall Street. They don't know how it was started. They don't know how it got built. They don't know that it got rebuilt after it was bombed. They don't know about all the other dominant African-American communities throughout this country in every single city in Chicago, in Detroit, in North Carolina, of course, in Georgia, um, in Los Angeles. We've had a thrive. We have a thriving communities, African-Americans. It exists. Therefore, it's possible. And so we just got to get to the point where whatever we want to see, we create. Business isn't that tech stuff that you see. It's always associated with a problem. We have been blessed because we got a community full of problems, but we don't got a lot of community full of problem solvers. We got a community full of problem identifiers. We got a community full of problem apologists, people who make excuses for the way things are as opposed to changing them. People who justify the way things are instead of changing them. And that's why we continue to go through the same cycle. They don't have to do it to us anymore. We do it to ourselves. But the thing is, we were we were at the conference and Him 500 brought his daughter on stage and he said, what's the name of your business? And she said, recession proof. And I was like, that's dope because we had to start businesses. We had to grow these businesses. We get to pass them to our kids. It's not easy to start a business. And so like, if you can just pass it to your kid, that's dope. It's like, son, you own this. That's yours. It generates this much per year. We put these people in place. You are a shareholder. You just get paid because of that. And that came through creation. It didn't come through begging. It didn't come through asking. It didn't come through waiting. It didn't come through legislation. The interesting thing about um, this whole student loan conversation that we're seeing right now, and everybody's like, you need to give us our student loan, uh, whatever, is the people who created their way out of the hole are good. I don't got to worry about student loans. I don't got to worry about student loans. And I'm still young. I still got a lot of time to go. And quite honestly, I feel like the education that I achieved allowed me to get to this place. I feel like me grinding it out, going to law school, MBA work, undergrad work allowed me to create what I've created. It didn't allow me to create it through the job, but it frustrated me enough to know that I had to create something outside of the job. But somebody made a good point. They're like, okay, you say you can't buy a house because of your student loan debt, but you got the degree, which then allowed you to earn more money. So you want us to forgive that student loan debt so that you can get a mortgage. So then what's going to happen when you get the mortgage? Are you going to want to get the mortgage forgiven too? And I feel like as a culture, that's what we do. We're like, this is hard. This isn't what you said it was. So make life easy for me. And that's a problem because nobody's ever going to make it easy for you. Your parents are supposed to make it easy for you. But a lot of our parents just like drop the ball on that for whatever reason. Um, we won't be dropping the ball though. Our children will be good to go. Don't create it. Kids can't inherit it. So you talk about uh, the conferences. We've been talking about conferences. What do you think is the major benefit of going to conferences? You said the major benefit? Yeah, or benefits of going to conferences. Um, You know what I think? is being around a bunch of people who 
think like you and who are energetic and who are out there building businesses. Like that's one of the benefits um, in your daily life. You're going to run about most people who don't think like you. Um, and so I think that makes a difference. Another is getting around people who are ahead of you. And so I was in line. I met somebody. He made like 17 million, um, like teach people how to cut hair or teaching people how to open up uh, beauty schools and barber schools. He was just giving me the game. He was lacing. He was like, you need to do this, 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 this. And I was like, that alone is worth the price of admission. Right. I met that guy. He was dropping gems. Of course, the content in the, the conference was just fire. Um, but I, I feel like it's the networking that you can do. And like they were saying that, like even the speakers on stage, they're like, yeah, I met Neo and we were at a conference and that was my first time meeting him. And he's like, I looked to my left and I saw him 500. That's my first time meeting him was at that conference. And they were saying that the people that you need to be meeting are the people that are sitting down there with you, not the people that are up here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's true. And, and so so I think we took a lot of it to heart. And I mean, just the motivation, keeping going, you never know when you're going to get that gym. And I'll tell people that Earn Your Leisure said something. He said, it's not about being in the right place at the right time. It's about being in the right place all the time. And it's so true. Even in the mastermind, you never know when you're going to get that gym. And that's what the book said. The book was like, he was at every conference. He was at every event. He was there. Do you know, I'm, I'm going to Ashley's conference. I'll be in Arkansas because I have to, you got to be in the right place all the time. You never know you're going to meet. You never know that connection you're going to make. It's going to take your life to the next level. And so um, I would just say that that, that's a lot of it, but it's a lot better than sitting here doing nothing. It's like, if I go there and I only move the needle this much, I move the, I move the needle. We right. make some progress. It's like, I'd rather be attempting to make progress than not. And quite honestly, like for me, it was a grind. Like I had a, a such a, fu- a, a packed weekend, man. Um, the, pro- the progress compounds too. Like you said, it moved the needle a little bit and you make some kind of progress, it compounds. That little bit of yeah. progress might only look like a couple hundred dollars now, but it can't be, when it's a couple hundred every month and it, it, right. it builds on itself, it's, it turns into a couple million later. And it also kind of uh, raises is your status. People see you at those things, networking with those people, they kind of uh, uh, affiliate you or associate you with that. Mm. So give you guys an outline of what my weekend looked like. It was crazy. So we flew out on Thursday morning. We landed. We got the car. We checked into the Airbnb. We went to go see my sister's wife or my wife's sister. <laughs> my wife's sister. And then I think we uh, just kind of chilled. We just kind of chilled that night. Um, the next day I woke up and I was recording a podcast with Andre. I thought it was just going to be me. And so it was an in-person podcast with which was an experience I'd never done that before, but you got to kind of jump into new things because it's going to grow you. And so in part, I was uncomfortable, but I was like, we got to do it. (laughs) We got to do it. And so um, met Andre there. I'd only met Andre like once before. So this is my second time meeting him in person. And uh, I was talking to him. We went to the studio and it was dope. It was way better than what I thought. I'm sure you saw pictures. It had mm-hmm. the chairs, it had the white thing, the infinity wall. So I can't wait to see what it looks like once it's done. Uh, Black owned studio, got a chance to meet the owner. And um, I was talking to Andre. I was like, oh, uh, like how much did he charge you for this? And he told me like he charged him however long for like a block of four hours. Apparently he had back to back to back to back to back interviews. So I was like, who do you got coming through? He's like, oh, I got a uh, uh, one savage investor coming through. I got a uh, real estate coach Carter coming through. I got um, Will Roundtree coming through. He had um, the by the hood guy, forget his name. I know his name. I should know his name. By the hood guy coming through and he had uh, somebody else coming through. And so I was like, I might just chill here and just meet all the people. I was like, right. I know all those guys. Not already been kind of like texting back and forth with uh, real estate coach Carter because I saw he was in Atlanta. I was like, we got to link up. He was on my podcast. And so like after my episode was done, which was an experience in itself, then uh, one savage investor came through. So we took a picture. We chopped it up for a little bit because he was on my podcast and he actually was influenced by my podcast. He always talked to 
about that. Like the reason why, one of the reasons why he got into what he's doing now is because of the influence of my podcast. Now he's on the way to becoming a millionaire by 30. And then uh, real estate coach Carter came through. We chopped it up for a little bit, talked about Philly real estate, talked about all that stuff. And then we took a picture and whatnot. Will came through and Will just hit me up through DMs and like, Will's like big time, man. And Will just hit me up on DMs. He wanted to work together. And um, so like I met him at the door. I don't think he knew who I was because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you, you got to put a lot together because sometimes like people can look familiar, but if they don't tell you who they are, then you're like, ah, I don't know who that is. So I met a lot of people like that this week. I was like, oh, that's who you are. I know you. Um, right. and so the same thing was me. And so then uh, we got a chance to chop it up with Will and we we're like, okay, we're going to work together. And once he figured out who I was, he was like, yeah, we got a link. We got to do some stuff. And so he already sent me like some information so we could get on the call. And so we're supposed to be doing that, doing like a live together and um, kind of launching some joint products. Um, all this comes from becoming a producer, by the way, by putting yourself out there. Even if you get criticized, I got criticized like hell. And I know everybody. And the only people that I don't know are the people that I don't want to know because <laughs> that's how it happens. When you put yourself out there, when you create and put posts out there, you're going to attract good energy. You're going to attract dope people. The same concept that I always talk about with social media posts about being true to yourself and putting stuff out there and attracting the people that are in your tribe and then rejecting the people that shouldn't be around you in the first place, it's going to happen when you start putting your products out there too. Don't try to please everybody. In fact, try to piss some people off because they don't need to be around you anyway. And you probably got some people around who aren't adding value to you right now. And and they're holding you back and you can't even tell because you aren't putting stuff out there to let them show themselves. You got to cut the grass. When when the grass is cut, the snakes will show. Got to thank the little homie Nas for that though. Probably the same song. But anyway, did that. (laughs) Went, got some food at the Black-owned restaurant because Andre only recommends Black-owned restaurants. Shout out to uh, Big Dave's Philly Cheesesteaks. Went to the um, aquarium with my son. That was really cool. I like exposing him to things like that. He's still a little Mm -hmm. bit too young to really understand it. And so, but we still want to do it. And then we'll take him back and he'll probably have that memory. So that was cool. Then I think we went and got some food, chilled. The next day was the conference. So man, I could go on and on, but I met everybody. Just uh, aside from all the people who met me, I got a chance to meet anybody. I took a bunch of pictures. I got a chance to meet Marty Woodward. I didn't get a picture with him. Um, I got a chance to meet uh, Ash Cash was there. I met um, Cofield Advisors and I saw him. I was like, I know who that dude is. And then I like, um, like I knew him and then like, I didn't really know him. And then he walked up to me. He was like, oh yeah, um, you're Ty Capital, right? I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, um, I'm Cofield Advisors. Like, I think I have a podcast with you this week. It's like, yeah, you have a podcast with me this week. <laughs> and um, I was like, I think I have a podcast with your brother too. And his brother is uh, George Ace, Ace Compong. I forget how to pronounce it. But like, yeah, I just recorded with his brother yesterday. So, I mean, it's just cool to see what's going on. And we're all like not just are we like like lacking in business but we're like lacking in business we have influence we're not out here trying to like get somebody else to let us get their influence we're not over here trying to get on BET or trying to get on MTV or trying to get on the news like now we created our own influence we created our own platform so I can go on and on about what I experienced it was powerful I met everybody I met Tay Sweat Tay Sweat's like oh yeah I know what you do you do blah 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 like anybody who's anybody knows what I do it's kind of scary sometimes like why y'all know so much about me but (laughs) you put everything out there bro I do put a lot of stuff out there I did, I'm not shy about that, but I'm talking about like the people who have a lot going, like who, like, why right. would these people care? I met everybody. I met Marquell. We were chopping it up. He gave me his number. I met uh profit room. Of course, call me hundred K shout out to him Met him in person. We had, uh, we had a rolly competition and stuff, even though his rolly stunting on mine, we got gold <laughs> with the diamonds. I just got the little stainless steel joint, but just a powerful weekend, man. Let's get back to these tweets. 
<laughs> so you also mentioned, um, okay, let's, let's go to the next suite. You said work together and make billions or compete with your brother and make crumbs. Your Man, choice. I, I, I put out a tweet earlier today and I said like the conference showed like, I feel like the energy that flowed from the conference was an energy of collaboration because people saw these four powerful brothers all collaborating to put each other on. One of the dopest things that I noticed about him 500 conferences is part of his conference. He allows earn your leisure to record an episode as part of his conference, which benefits them both. It benefits him and also benefits EYL. EYL also gets to make the connection with Rick Ross or Shaq. They interviewed Rick Ross at the Recession Proof Conference and they interviewed Shaq at this conference. That's huge for their brand. And then also David Shannon gets to do his podcast as well. So he interviewed, I forgot who he interviewed last time, but I know he interviewed um, uh, Mr. Two Weeks Out this time. And the reason why I won last year wasn't because I'm that special. It's because me and Chris formed an alliance and we said, I'm going to promote you as hard as I promote myself. That's the reason why I won. It had nothing to do with me just becoming this big, huge person. Granted, there was a lot of value in what I was doing because I did take the ball and I ran with it. Mm -hmm. I did double down. I did do some stuff, but the collaboration is going to allow you to blow up. Chris blew up. He's still blowing up. And so that in a lot of ways is based on my support for him and me pushing and promoting him as well. And so what I'm saying is that like, unfortunately we're taught to compete with each other and that's why we're at the bottom. You have to realize you have to do an assessment. You have to do an audit of what you're doing. If you're at the bottom, everything that you're doing in that moment is why you're at the bottom. Everything. You got to cut it all out. You can't make excuses for it. You can't make exceptions for it. You got to do an audit of the things you're consuming, the actions that you're taking. All that stuff is a function of why you are in your condition. And so I told people, because I've been watching the NBA playoffs, I was like, we're literally conditioned to compete against each other. You turn on the TV, it's black man versus black man. Who's going to be the most dominant black man here? You turn on the NFL, mm. it's black man versus black man. Who's going to be the most dominant black man? Only one of them can win the championship. Only one of them can win the MVP. Meanwhile, every NBA owner is a winner. <laughs> right, right. Every NBA right. owner has a mansion and is living well and is doing well and has a jet. And that's why I like that. That uh, and this is kind of relevant, but it's not. But like Gary V always says, like the the top two hundred basketball player or something like the the three hundred worst basketball player makes like two hundred thousand dollars, but the three hundred worst person in business owns a jet. And so we gotta first get in the right game. And sports ain't it. And rap ain't it. Business is it. And business actually allows you to collaborate. And that's why they want us on the job fighting for that one promotion. They want us on the field fighting for that one spot to be in the number one draft pick instead of saying, hey, let's collaborate and let's work together and see what we can build. I just told somebody this this morning that one plus one in business isn't two, it's five. We collaborate, we get to 100 episodes, number seven on the charts. I can't do that without you, Raphael. I can't. You keep me consistent. You keep me going. You find the tweets. You do the posts. I don't do that. I just show up and do my part. And that's what a team is supposed to be. I tell people we need to be like the Golden State Warriors of business. It's not my job to be every player on the field. And I don't want to. I can't. I'll lose if I try to be that. It's my job to show up, knock down a little three-pointer, and jog back down the court. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Raphael's doing what he's doing, and we got other people doing what they're doing. And that's how I'm, I'm approaching all my businesses. And I'm letting people know from the outset, I'm going to take care of you. Do not rob me. Do not run off and try to do this thing without me because I'm going to feed into you. I'm going to invest into you. I'm going to pour into you. I'm going to get you to where you need to be. I did that with my graphics, too. Where he is now versus where he started from is because I coached him and I pushed him 
and I got him to that point. The VA that I'm working with, she's dope. I found that with the VA, you got to just hire the right person. You can't hire somebody and make them a VA. You got to hire an actual VA that's going to be your VA. Mm -hmm. If you hire somebody who does want to do VA stuff and try to make them do VA stuff, it's going to be hard. I think the same thing might be true with executives because if you have somebody who wants to be an executive, they're not going to do the small stuff. My thinking is you should see the bigger picture. Like I'm going to get you to that point, but I can't just jump you to that point if you haven't proven that you can be there or if you've proven that you can even operate at the executive level. But um, yeah, we have to start collaborating more as a culture. We're not helping anybody out by out here trying to one up the next dude, trying to stun on the next dude, trying to do all that. It just, it keeps, it keeps us small. It keeps us small. It keeps us ineffective. It keeps us fighting each other. And we could be building some great stuff if we just work together. Yeah. Right. And you had another tweet where you said, when I see people moving with competitive energy, I get away. I don't yeah. need you trying to compete with me. Yeah. Um, I just don't like it. And I don't, I try to not do it because like a one person said, man, Mr. Organic, he said, competition is a form of jealousy. He said, if I see you like mm -hmm. trying to outdo me, like I'm going to do better than you. It's because you're jealous of where I am and where you aren't. And I think that's whack. Instead of trying to outdo me, just be dope at you. Just become the dopest version of you. You don't got to make me feel like shit for accomplish something. It's like currency says, he says, when they see they when they see you shine and they feel stunned at all. And it's like, my goal is never to stun on anybody. And if anybody can tell you that as my life has improved, everybody's life has improved. Everybody. I'm not one of those people who like gets money like this, my money over here. Anybody who has been around me has been blessed. Everybody, everybody from in-laws to everybody, everybody's eating and they should. But I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people don't help you is because they don't want you to get ahead of them. They're like, I want you to do okay. I don't want you to fail, but I don't want you to do better than me. So I'm just going to blah, 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 blah. And so refresh me on the tweet. I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> Well, you were talking about competitive energy. Right. But. And so it's like, you can't collaborate with people who want to compete with you. I can't, I can't like, it's kind of like when I have a product and then somebody creates a duplicate product, I can no longer promote you. I can no longer work with you. I might have to block you and unfollow you. And I've done it to a lot of people who used to be dope. A lot of people who rocked with me, got information from me and they ran off on me. I got to block you because I don't want to get robbed again. And so I'm doing certain things to protect my brand from being taken advantage of. I love people. I want to help people, but I, I think it should be a mutual relationship. And I don't think competition is a mutual relationship. Collaboration is a mutual relationship. I am a giver. I always give. I always put back into the atmosphere. And I think competition is about taking. Competition is about like, oh, I'm going to hoard my information. I'm going to hoard my knowledge. I'm going to hoard my resources because I want to outdo you. And that's not the energy that I'm moving with ever. I'm always about like helping and promoting and giving, not about selfishness and this is mine and I'm going to stun on you. That's just not in my spirit, man, because I think that competitiveness is also a scarcity mentality and I don't move with the scarcity mentality. I move with the mentality that there's enough for us all. And so I don't got to take from you to grow mine. And in the past, people have taken from me to grow theirs. And I just don't want to be around it. I think it's bad vibes. I think that we should be open. We should be sharing. We should be like any anytime I have a money making opportunity, I'm like, who wants to participate? Because I believe in abundance. I believe there's more than enough to be made. And then folks will get a money making opportunity for themselves and they'd be running off on me. People who I pay big money to. I paid somebody $150,000 last year as a part of what I was doing. He took his product and he keeps it to himself. And he wants to affiliate me in. So I get paid based on the affiliate. I didn't pay you based off an affiliate. I pay you based off of the sales, but you don't have the same energy. I can't rock with that. I can't rock with that. If you if you think that you get to have your hand in my pocket and then you want to keep your hands in your pocket and be over there, that's just not the energy that I'm rocking with. And I got to protect me. I got to build for me. I wish more people understood that that's bad vibes. I wish more people understood the value and work with me and F in general, mm -hmm. but like it is what it is. Everybody thinks they can be you.
So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Use a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. Yeah, you also said year one in business, they hoarded the wealth. Year two in business, I'm spreading the wealth. Yeah, um, I'm in a, I feel like at this point in my life, I'm trying to overpay people. Um, Last year, I paid them fair. This year, I'm overpaying them. Um, And it's a mindset shift because you think that just giving them the job in the first place is enough. And then you also think that like, hey, I'm paying you well, that should be enough. But you have to pay people. I saw a quote that said like the average employee is worth 10 times what you pay them. So pay them two times what they're worth. And so my thought process is, like that. I would rather pay you more and have access to you more and be able to have higher expectations of you than pay you just enough. And you out here trying to create a ship out of my ship. Like that meme. I love that meme. You ever seen that meme? It was like uh, a dude and his big ship and it's a bunch of people trying to take away from his ship boats. and making their own ships. Like I want to protect that from happening. And so my thought process is like letting it know from the outset. And this is why experience matters. I couldn't predict this last year, but my goal is because I brought people into the inner circle. They're seeing how I'm moving. They're seeing what I'm creating. They're seeing what I'm dealing with and then they they go and rob you so it's like you got to create contracts you got to create all this stuff and you got to put things in place because when you are like me and i think i, I my lifestyle mirrors dame dash a lot you still got to protect yourself and you got to hold people to contracts you got to hold people to expectations you got to make sure they're taken care of because quite honestly i think that dame dash was wrong in expecting his cut to be the same as jay-z and i think that's where mm-hmm. they messed up is they're not equal partners and what i'm learning is partnerships aren't equal and so for me i've always expected partnerships to be 50 50 but I don't think that that's necessarily the case anymore. I think that a partner is somebody who has equity, but not equal equity per se. And so, yeah, you might be my partner, but it might be a 90-10 partnership. It might be an 80-20 partnership. I'm going to cut you in, but I'm not going to cut you in all the way because the same amount of accountability isn't expected for you. The same amount of intelligence and wisdom isn't expected from you. Yes, you do what you do, but I still have to do what I'm doing, but I still want you to have equity in this. I still want you to have ownership in this. I don't want you to feel like you're just building my name up. I don't want that to happen because I think that that's a mistake. I think that's why a lot of people run off is because 
they are like, I'm not going to spend all my time building this man's brand, especially when you're somebody like me and you tweet the things that you tweet about not having a boss, not having a job, not working for <laughs> other men. You kind of create that. But I think it's a mistake because a lot of people take that and they think that I mean like not working for, not working with somebody. And I think that like, it's a difference. I think it's a difference because when I use that phrase, it's like, you can, you can work with somebody. You can work in a joint venture with somebody. That's okay. But I don't want you out there working into somebody else's community, pouring into their community because that's a full L. So that's my rant on that one. Yeah. And you mentioned the mastermind earlier, guys, to the listeners. You guys should definitely check out the Todd, Todd Capital Business Development Mastermind. Fire in there. We got speakers every week. We got two calls every week. Private Facebook group. We encourage each other. Keep each other accountable. Helping people build six-figure brands, seven-figure brands, man. Come join us. Link will yeah, be in the just, bio. We just brought on a VA. So I told people that we're going to hire a VA. So if you're part of the mastermind, you get access to a virtual assistant for free. We're going to figure out how to delegate and spread out all those tasks. But I wanted people to get a taste of having a VA and then also get some tasks um, that they wanted to get out out um, because I kind of see it as a virtual incubator program, not so much just a mastermind. And so like you said, we're building seven and six figure businesses. So you need some support staff. Well, your investment inside the mastermind is going to allow you access to support staff. It's a unique idea. I'm out here. Wealth comes through creation. And so I'm out here like that's never been done in my opinion. So like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to take action on it too. Imperfect action. So I was like, you know what? Instead of me going out, trying to find a whole new VA, interviewing a whole new VA, let me just include my VA. And so I brought her in, got it done. I got to perform for my peeps. And so I did that. Also in the process of working with uh, Speakwell, who's a brother that I met at the conference, which is interestingly enough, somebody that I've been following for a while because he has, uh, he does a lot of book reviews. I, I like books. And so I've been following him, seeing his stuff that he posted. And he actually like bought my content and then he gave it to his friend and she was doing well. So I'm bringing him in. He specializes in doing some really cool stuff, like uh, kind of he was moderates kind of conversations. And so he wants to come in and kind of be like a moderator and help generate the conversation. Also brought on Henry Amazing. So I got Henry. He's going to be adding value, creating content. So I'll be getting the game and I execute on the game. If you aren't executing on what you learn, why'd you learn in the first place? Why'd you take the time to sit there and get that game if you aren't going to put that game into action? So I've been trying to put, put the put the pieces together and just do some action, take some action. So the mastermind is growing, man. We're going to build it out. Thousand members coming soon. Might even shift over to a Discord, but it's lit, man. Yeah, man. Link will be in the, in the show notes if you check it out. Um, Speaking of the mastermind, so I put out a tweet a little while ago for the listeners of Tweet Talk said if anybody had a, a, a business or a wealth question, they like answered on the air. So somebody did said they had two questions to both today. So Henry Goss, uh, he's at Henry Amazing on Twitter without the G. Amazing without the G. Henry Amazing asks, number one, what is the mindset needed to scale your business? And two, what what's the one thing people underestimate about building wealth? So first question is, what is the mindset needed to scale your business? I think the mindset to scale your business is a relentless approach towards marketing and advertising and sales. Um, relentless. You can't be caring about people's feelings. You can't care if people think it's annoying. You can't care if people think you're posting too much. You can't care if you get some comments that are crazy. You can't care if you get crazy emails from people saying unsubscribe me. You can't care if you get people who are criticizing your product. You have to have a relentless approach towards growth. Scale means growth. Scale means numbers. You're not going to get there just by hoping growth happens. You're going to get there by posting multiple times per day, 10 times per day, 15 times per day. You're going to get there by sending out two, three emails a day. You're going to get there by posting a blog a day. You're going to get there by creating podcast content a lot. Like, don't just do enough. You got to over-index on everything that you're looking to do. I want to get to the point to where I'm releasing a podcast every single day. If you release a podcast every single day, I guarantee you, you will grow. But if you just post something once a week, you'll get 
get there, but you got to do more than what's expected. You have to, you have to repost every day. If you don't post, you get forgotten about. And so yeah. that's it. You have to spend big money on ads. You got to be everywhere. You got to be omnipresent. People know me because I'm everywhere. If you go on to some, like Black Success Daily, I'm there. You go on Black with Renaissance there, I'm, I'm there. You go to wherever, I'm there. Facebook ads, I'm there. That's how you scale. I just did an interview with George and he said, people underestimate the power of getting your brand in front of more people. You need to get your mm-hmm. brand in front of more people. You don't need to improve the brand. You don't need to tweak the logo. You don't need to do change the cut. You need to get your brand in front of more people. You need to spend money on the advertising. You need to invest in the advertising. You need to relentlessly promote your stuff, period. That's the answer. It, 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 that's the answer. I noticed my sales, if I'm not posting, I'm not making money. So that means if I post more, I'm going to make more money. You right. got to be posting. You got to be, don't be cute, man. There's people out there trying to be cute, trying to not be seen, trying to not make mistakes, trying to not get crazy comments. I embrace them. I posted something today. It was about, you're probably going to ask me about this tweet, but it said that um, it was talking about like the Turo rental and somebody was like, well, you didn't have to bring race into it. I was like, I got 2,500 oh, likes. Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I got 2,500 likes on this post. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Instagram. I got, I got maybe two or, two or three comments that are negative. I got 2,500 uh, likes on this. Because people can relate. People don't want to say stuff that they can relate to. Right. But they can relate to that shit. Just because they don't want to say it out their mouth doesn't mean that it's not true. Right. Just because they don't want to post doesn't mean they don't feel it. And so somebody's going to click like because they didn't have the balls to post it and they're going to scroll. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to mm-hmm. get the engagement and I'm going to throw an ad post right behind. I put my viral po- tweet because that's what I try to do. I put something that's engaging. I got 2,500 likes. Guess how many people sw- swipe to the left to see what was behind that post? Oh, my ad. Right. That's true. I did see that. Yep, yep, yep. I ain't playing around here, man. And it- you're talking about posting a lot too. Um, on what you said, Grant Cardone says you got two problems. Number one, not 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 people people don't know you, or they know you and they forgot you. So you got to keep you got to keep posting consistently. And it, it, there's such a huge difference when you take even one day off. I don't even have a large following on my Twitter, but I I notice the difference when I take even one day off. The thing is, is like you'll fall off and people won't even know you ever existed. Like people on my on my like, timeline ha- have stopped posting, and I didn't notice the difference because I ain't there right. for them. Right. I'm there for myself. Right, right. And then they come back. I was like, oh, you were gone? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. Right, right, right. Forgot about but it you. wasn't like, oh, where'd they go? Where'd they at? Oh, no. Now, if you yeah. post as much as me, people start to notice. Like, when I stopped yeah. posting in January, they're like, what's going on, Charles? Yeah, when so, you stopped posting in January, I, w- I thought you were in the hospital or something. I was, <laughs> I was genuinely worried about you, brother. I was like, <laughs> some bad thoughts were going through my head. Like, <laughs> so the second question Henry asked was, what's the one thing people underestimate about building? Um, The sacrifice. I think that we're not willing to sacrifice enough. I think we're not willing to um, delay gratification, maybe because we think it'll never come. I There's a quote from Alex Good Energy, and he said that you're never missing out on anything when you're getting your stuff together. And I think that people don't appreciate uh-huh. that. They feel like I got to live now because if I don't live now, I won't be able to live later. And I know people who that's what they did before they had kids. They just wanted to live their life. They're like, I got to get as much travel out as I can because when I have kids, I'm not going to be able to travel. And I think that's a scary mentality. While they were traveling because they thought they couldn't travel later. I was not traveling so I could stack, build and grow. Mm-hmm. And now I do what I want with my son, not without. And I think that's a much better experience. I'd rather be able to live the life of my dreams forever than only have memories of what I did in the past. And I feel like that's what so many people do mm-hmm. is maybe they just don't believe it's possible maybe because they've never seen it, they've never been exposed to it. But the sacrifice matters. Somebody asked me a question about like, if they are starting from zero, what would they do? I say, you better get to work. I work seven days a week, 12 
hard days. I worked Uber after I worked my part-time job. And I've always been a hustler, always been a hustler. I was a hustler when I was in college. I was finishing up college. I had three internships. I actually had two internships in a job at like 22. Like I've always hustled because I think I saw it growing up. My mom, she worked a full-time job and she studied. She didn't have downtime. She wasn't just chilling. And so I never expected to just be chilling. I never expected to just be chilling. And so it's sacrifice your time, but it's also sacrificing your resources. You need to be not out here doing the stupid stuff, not out here trying to buy Louis and Gucci on credit cards, not out here taking these luxury trips. I talk to people who you see living their dream on the internet. And then on the side, they'd be like, yeah, I'm in credit card debt. It's like, I need some money to get out of my credit card debt. And I was like, but you live in the dream on the timeline. I thought you were good. You in a different city every month, every month, every week. You shouldn't be doing that if you're still trying to get your stuff together. You shouldn't, but you should know that there is a life out there where you can do that stuff, but you got to do the things that are going to get you there and working a job very hard is not going to get you there. Building that business, building that brand is going to free you. It's the brand that's going to set you free, not PTO. Mm. And on that whole thing with the sacrifice, you had a you had another tweet that kind of ties into that. You said, your moves don't have to make sense to everybody. They are your moves. Yeah. Um, I also had a tweet and I said that when you make the right moves around the wrong people, it'll look like you're making the wrong moves. And it reminded me of like when I was growing up and I had like family members who thought I was like weird, thought I was different. And then you look at my life compared to where their life turned up and it's just like, who was really wrong? Who was the wrong person? Because I wasn't doing whatever was a common thing to do. Um, and so refresh me on that tweet again, because when I said that other comment, I kind of lost track with the main tweet was. <laughs> yeah, said, your moves don't have to make sense to everybody. Right. They are your moves. Right. And, and so sometimes like when you post something on Twitter or Instagram, there's always somebody in the comments like disagreeing or saying like, well, that's not true. I disagree with that. And I'm at a point now where I'm not seeking consensus because most folks ain't even done the work to even get the knowledge that you have to even make that point, that comment. So you've done the research, you've done the reading, you post something and somebody who's just ignorant, only operating from what they've seen will tell you, no, that can't work. That's too hard. That's impossible. I'm not looking for consensus. You got to qualify for me to have to actually entertain your opinion. There's a few people that I respect their opinion mm -hmm. and the average person tweeting behind an on Abby is not it. <laughs> and so um, that's it. But again, it goes back to, I never forget like when I used to, I used to have roommates and um, I wanted to have a house cleaner and they thought it was so funny that I wanted a house cleaner. They're like, oh, you want a house cleaner, blah, blah, blah. And now our house cleaner comes twice a month. And I wish she came once a week. I want to get to the point where I have a living house cleaner. I want to get to the point where I got a living staff. Like that's goals, but other people can't fathom it. And a lot of times they can't fathom it because they've never seen it. So if you've never been exposed to these different things, it's going to sound crazy. Like, who do you think you are? Like, God, <laughs> we should get that on the shirt too. <laughs> Um, I really like this shirt. We should get that. I like how you put the Lambo in there. But anyway, um, yeah, it's like you got to make moves for you, especially if you're constantly educating yourself, growing yourself, building yourself up. You're going to look crazy to dummies. Look at Kanye West. They call Kanye every single name under the sun and they still do. And they do it with conviction. He's this, he's that. He's crazy. He's He's out of his mind. He's wilding out. Okay, you can't even pay your bills. And he's a billionaire, multi-billionaire, worth more than mm -hmm. Jay-Z who also called him crazy. Crazy. They're going to call you crazy when you're out there doing stuff. They do it to Elon Musk all the time. They always do it to the people that have a larger than life vision for themselves. They're going to call you crazy. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to call you out of touch. And then pretty soon they won't be able to touch you, man. And that's the thing is, and that's what I, I relate to so much. I've always related to Kanye's belief in himself and is willing to bet on himself and is willing to just like stand on him while everybody called him crazy. You are doing something right now in your life that they're looking at you and they're laughing, but have belief in you. Continue to execute on your vision. And 10 years later, they're going to be trying to link up and do lunch. They're going to be trying to slide in the DM.
DMs. Mm. They don't try to connect with you. But 10 years ago, they looked at you like you were crazy with conviction. They made you doubt yourself with conviction. Yeah, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, was, I saw uh, Rakim Sabri, who was also a speaker on for the Mastermind group. Guys, we got some dope speakers in there. Definitely check out the Mastermind. Um, he wrote the book, Financially Irresponsible. But he put out a tweet today. He said, because um, recently he quit his job, just quit his job with no, no uh, just on the spot. They said something he didn't like, and he quit his job on the spot. Said, I'm gonna do this full-time entrepreneurship. And today he put out a tweet saying, like, if I was to go back and get a job, would, would you guys see that as betrayal? And I was like, man, it's your life. We don't get to tell you how to live it. Like, if that's if, if that's part of your plan, I mean, that's on you. So, you know, you got a plan, people, and you think it's what's best for your life, you got you to gotta do that and make your move, man. Not worry about what, what people say. Right. For sure. Um, absolutely. And I, I feel like sometimes people take that leap a little too soon. Um, and you got to, con- I didn't, before I took the leap, I had a conversation with Andre. I always tell people this. I had a, con- a conversation with Andre and I had a conversation with Jeremy and I had a conversation with Erica. Three people that I know don't work jobs. I didn't just jump. I just be like, hey, we out here. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with them and they told me a few things that I think helped me out a lot. So much so that I'm in position to not only never go back, but also to kill it. And so they told me two things. They told me that Andre said, you need to make sure you have a safe 10,000 passive income coming in. And I, so I did that. And so like, even though I have a mortgage, I'm not scared because I got dividends coming in. Mm-hmm. I, and especially with the dividend increase, I know that in July, I'm getting about $7,000, maybe more. And I also just got a check from what's it called. So I know bare minimum, I'll never be homeless. That's the number one desire. You got to at least be able to take care of your mortgage, your rent. If you don't have that, you're going to start resenting yourself. You got to make sure that you have the passive income, but you also got to make sure that you have the savings set aside. And six months might not be enough because six months will turn to five months in a month and then it'll turn to four months in a month. You know, so if you're, if your thing is I need to have six months worth saved, then that's going to immediately start depreciating as soon as you leave the job. And so- Honestly, I think you got to do what's best for you because there's certain criteria that you have to have in place before you leave the job. Not wanting to work for other people is not enough. You need to have the resources and stay in place. You got to, because um, you also need to be able to have the capital to invest. So you can't just have like passive income. You also got to be able to make plays in the present. And so if you can't make plays in the present, you can't generate money. So dividends be damned. I'm still going to be able to do this flip, bring this money in. Still got the vending machines for what it's worth. Still got the rental properties for what it's worth. Still got other things that I've built for what it's worth, but you can't just jump on no income. And so like when people make that jump, I get scared because I know what I did to get there. And this is the, this is, this is how sometimes people can see what I'm doing and be like, Charles did it. I could do it too. And I think that sometimes I think that's insulting because it's like insulting to like me, like, bro, like you just think I'm some average dude. Like I think anybody can do what I do. Dang, y'all just think anybody can do what I do, man. What does that say about me? Um, you got to make it look easy, I guess. But I would just say you got to go back to the drawing board. And it's not about what anybody else thinks online. F them. They don't care. These people don't care. F me. I don't care. I'm over here right. focus on myself. I don't even know people exist until I see them post. So who cares about what I think, man? Who cares what I think? It does not matter. What matters is you, your family, your kids, period. If you got to go back to work, go back to work. But the goal should still be to exit correctly. What is the correct way to exit? You got to have cash. You got to have cash flow. And you also, um, that's pretty much it. Cash and cash flow. That's it. Cash, yep. cash flow, and probably a brand. You need a mm-hmm. brand. You need something that's generating money. Like, yeah, do those things. Cash, cash flow, and a brand. If you want to leave your job, you need cash, cash flow, and a brand. I'm on Instagram live right now. Looking real <laughs> handsome. With my beard and my Lambro shirt. Hey, get your, mm-hmm. get your tweet talk. 
Talk merch at tweettalkmerch.com. 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 Although I, I don't think I have that one up for sale because I, I created that design to give it to you. Oh. So I didn't, I don't think. You got to touch the people, man. Wait, did I? You got to I might have put that on the website. I'm not sure. I created that design Please. to give it to you. All right. That's cool. So maybe we can design some more Todd Millie exclusives. Yeah, I got that. I like that stuff too. I got the other one, um, Todd Capital, like got options, Todd Capital. Woo! It's the, it's the Todd Capital morning show. We lit. I wish yeah. I could screenshot this without having to hold it. We lit, I, man. I think, like, if you if you go back to that email I sent you with all the designs, you'll see it in there. The Todd Capital design and the, the Lambo design is in there too. All right. All right. All right, I'll check it out. I might just resend it. I'll probably I'll resend it to you. you for taking action and building, man. I'm going to design the um the mastermind group shirt. So I already got an idea, a rough idea Thank for that, you, one. sir. Thank you. I told somebody today I care more about implementation than I care about your ideas. So let's implement, and we can critique it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, guys, if you want to, you want this kind of conversation, you got got to join the mastermind, and also join the new uh tweet talk newsletter. We'll have we the, might, the link. We might mess around and do a tweet talk Patreon, and we can do Instagram lives. We can like private lives. You can come and you can ask questions. Yeah, we definitely building, gonna get, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that too. We're gonna get to that too. But for now, we, to my beard. <laughs> Sometimes I be thinking about cutting it off, but man, it's the listeners, be sure to check the show notes. Click on the link to join the new Tweet Talk podcast newsletter, and we will send you our three best episodes on building a business. We will send that out yeah. to you. Join the newsletter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do that. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up soon. So uh, you had a, a tweet that was today. I was, I was wondering what about this one. You said buy your wife a job. Man, I'm glad you brought that up because this is her job. And mm. I you know, we bought the house and then she gave me some ideas on the designs. And so we have her doing that. And then uh, also going to have her managing the tarot. And so there's like a lot, like I'm not mm. good at talking to people, man. I'm good at like talking shit, but I'm not good at like talking to people. <laughs> and so she is. And so there's like certain things you put in place when you have a tarot. You have like this whole, and I know this because I rented two tarots before I put my car, before I finally got a listing on tarot. Mm-hmm. I think that might actually have helped me get my stuff because I probably got some good ratings. I'm a good person. And so um, I needed to, to set up that stuff in the systems and then um, to run it. And so I was like, man, like she saw I got two bookings for the car. And the reason why you have the car up, well, part of the reason is we needed some cash flow to justify buying her a new car. I'm not about assets by liabilities, man. We ain't about here just be like, oh, well, money's in the bank. So we just go ahead and buy it. Depreciating assets. No, you got to be intelligent about your money if you want to keep it. You got to be intelligent. And so the goal was, all right, let's put this car up. Let's see what we can generate. Personally, I would like it if this car generated enough money for her to get the car she wants and for me to get the car that I want. But first order of operations is getting her car. But the cool thing is I still own the car. Just because it's mm-hmm. on tour doesn't mean it's not my car. Mm-hmm. It's still my car. And so we put it up and got two bookings same day. And that's going to generate like 60, 70% of what the new car note will be. And that's just like five days. So we got six times more of that. And then we're also going to be able to increase the rates. And so I was like, sup girl, what do I do this time? Just a salad, cob salad um, with a garlic herb ranch. Two of them, no egg. Thank you. Live recording, folks. Um, <laughs> I'm over here on Instagram live too. So, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? You're talking about tour or how, um, right. And so like the goal isn't to have your wife go back to work for somebody else. The goal is to give her something that will allow her to do things. So she's still thinking she's still growing because, you know, and also help this out. So she's going to be able to design the, the rental property. And this is just the beginning. So she's going to design the outside. She's going to pick out the, the tiles for the roof. She's going to pick out the siding. She's going to pick out all that stuff. And then she's also probably going to pick the appliances, pick the flooring, the same thing she did for the house that we live in now, but she's going to be doing that. Now the 
great thing is the skills that I put people onto, they can always turn into a business, especially if they don't have a job. You know, jobs, you got non-compete clauses. And so now I'm like, okay, you can start doing this for other people. Once you get good at it, you can start doing it for other people. And then also it's like, I was like, oh, I got to pay you a design fee now. And so I'm like, okay, now we got to pay a design fee. And so it's just like ownership allows you to create things for people around you. And so it's like, I created two things for her to do things that I don't want to do. I can't do. I don't have the expertise in doing, and I'd rather keep it in the family. And so now she'll be able to have this on her resume. She's like, I did this property. We bought it for this, sold it for this, bam, bam, bam. I always tell people that like a house flip is like the perfect um, couple business. And if you look at people who are doing it, you got Charm City Buyers, husband and wife team. You got Petway Estates, husband and wife team. The people on the internet, husband and wife team. Chip and Joanna Gaines, husband and wife team. The OC people, husband and wife team. It just, it just, it just works. <laughs> He said it's frying Lambro. It just works. And so like, I think it's dope to be in this position, but it's also dope that I don't got to ask no lenders. However, when I do decide to go the lending route, man, it's going to be fired because the capital that they expect you to, to do alone pales in comparison to what it's like when you do it all cash. Like he gave me the quote. He's like, yeah, someone need like 18,000 for you. And I can do the purchase price and the rehab. I'm like 18 grand, that's it. And I could be in this deal versus what I paid now. I paid to buy the actual property. It was like 68. The rehab is going to be a good hefty amount. So I'm like, man, I could have, I could be doing that that way. But it's just dope that like, I'm able to give her things to do that are still going to, because I mean, it's tough when you got to do everything on your own. You don't want to be the only person that's bringing in income in the household, even though I feel like we can, I still want her to be doing things and adding value. And I don't want her to have to be commuting, being looked at crazy by some big fat dude being kind of looked at like taking to lunch by some fat dudes like oh come on to lunch the kid we just friends have a drink we just you know i want that for my wife i want to be in the house with my son but still being able to help grow this business so that's what i mean by that buy buy a job for your wife you said in business delegation is so key um yeah one of my twitter followers kicked my butt she told me that um because i told people i put out a post and i was like yeah it's about a five-day turnaround for me to actually get back to you just because i have so much demand for my time and um and she she, she kind of kicked me in the butt. She was like, nah, that's unacceptable. She was like, you need to be delegating that. She's like, I'm gonna follow up in a few days, but like, it sounds like you got a team. Like, who's holding you accountable? I was like, oh, why? Well, usually it's Andre Hatchet, it's uh, Mark, <laughs> and then Anthony Hartzog. They kind of like, kind of make sure I'm in my place. And she's like, yeah, it sounds like you got a team. You need to delegate some of that stuff and then get back to me. And immediately I started firing out tasks. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I need to get this Airbnb stuff situated. If we decide to get one in Atlanta, I need Lance to just give me a list of Airbnbs that we can talk to, call them, boom. And then also, I, um, what else did I have to delegate? I started delegating everything. Even like yesterday, like when I had my wife, I was like, hey, I need to get some new rubber mats for the for the Lexus so that we can make sure that the Turo guests aren't messing up my carpet floor mats. Boom. She took care of it. She got it done. Now it's over. Because if it's up to me, it's a five-day turnaround, but it shouldn't be up to me. That's not business. That's not how it should be done. And so even if an example of like accounting and paying people, I can't, I'm losing track. I'm spinning around in circles trying to make sure that I pay people when I just need to make sure that Ike has everything lined up and it's like, boom, 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 boom. These people got paid and I can focus on everything else because when I was driving the Range Rover this weekend, I was like, all right, if we buy a Range Rover, it could be like, I don't know how much it would cost. Maybe let's just hypothetically say a thousand dollars a month. It might be more, it might be like 12, 13. But I was like, that's why they say you need to get a bill because I'm over here trying to make mm-hmm. sense of 1300 when I need to be making sense of figuring out how I can generate more money. <laughs> Like that's where my only focus should be is generate, 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 drain. Nothing else, nothing else. I have no desire to clean a house. I have no desire to clean a bathroom. I have no desire to clean a tub. And I think that really what got me there again was when Neil was talking about how you need to stop engaging in minimum wage activities. And so it sounds arrogant. It sounds like who's this guy think he is? Like the God, I just told you I thought I was. But like, seriously, like it's not your responsibility to be engaging in minimum wage activities. Your only responsibility should be high level, high income earning activities. 
activities. That's it. And so it's my responsibility to grow the mastermind. It's my responsibility to make sure I'm adding maximum value to the mastermind. It's my responsibility to put the system in place so that the turtles can go. It's my responsibility to put the system, system in place so that the vending machines can go. And then scaling that, it's not my responsibility to drive out there and put some damn Coke in my truck. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> But seriously, like you can't get to that level if you're doing it, even if you got to take a loss in the process. And so that's one of the things that I'm realizing, like I'm willing to take a loss in the in the immediate. And most people aren't willing to take a loss in the immediate. They're like, nah, I got to I got to be getting all my profit now. I got to maximize my profit instead of saying, no, let me reinvest. And so that's kind of where the mastermind is. I'm like, all right, all the money that I have, I'm going to reinvest. I want to grow this thing. I want to blow this thing up. I want to add as much value to my people as possible so that then I can go from 200 members to a thousand members. Like that's the goal. So if I got to bring on people that I pay because I don't like volunteers because volunteers are inconsistent. I want people that I pay who have an obligation to be there when we say you got to be there because you can't build a business off of inconsistency. You got to have systems in place. I got to make sure that we're clicking because as I put these systems in place, I can scale, Raphael. My focus is scale. My focus is sell. My focus is promote, 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 advertise, advertise, advertise. I can't do that if I'm trying to conduct everything. Yes, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present, but I want to make sure that we have consistency and it's not based on if Charles can start the meeting on time. It's like, no, meeting started, Charles is here. That's mm. how it should happen. It's just, it's a mindset shift and there's nothing wrong with either or because my goal is to grow everybody. We trying to like, as we put things in place is to explode this. And as it explodes, everybody explodes. The people who are early in to Microsoft, Jeff Bomber, Steve Bomber, he ain't complaining. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not Bill Gates and he might not have Bill Gates money, but he's not complaining. And there's so many people that are like, if it ain't Bill Gates money, it ain't enough money for me. Right. Okay, you fool. Because there's a lot of people not named Bill Gates that are rich off of Microsoft. A lot of people. It's a lot of people not named Steve Jobs that are rich off of Apple. Stop trying to think you have to be Steve Jobs in the, the Zuckerbergs of this world. It's okay to be very... If you could apply for a job and get close to Zuckerberg, I guarantee you'd be content with that. If we're looking at it that way, if we reverse out of it and we're like, okay, uh, I want to apply for this job at Google. Somebody got a job paying $380,000 at Google and they were a Static, and you will be too. But we out here allowing you to be close to the founders of these massive organization. And you're like, nah, F that. I got to be Steve Jobs. You might not ever get to that point. But if you work with Steve, you'll be blessed. You'll be rewarded. The reason why I'm married to my wife is because she held it down when I didn't have shit. She held it down when I was sleeping on the floor. She held it down when I was at my parents' house. She held it down. And that's why I have undying loyalty to her. But there's people who want to show up when you went in. There's people who don't want to grind when you're trying to get to the top. There's people who just want to like rob you and they don't get to be there. Nobody who robbed me years ago is where I'm at now. And anybody who robs me now isn't going to be where I'm mm -hmm. at then. So stay mm -hmm. down. Yep. And on that note, we're going to wrap this up and yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Give, <laughs> we gave y'all plenty today. Um, it was a long episode. Yeah, it was needed. We, we, we took like two weeks. Like This is like two weeks between episodes. So we had to give them a fire episode, a couple episodes. And so we're going to wrap this up. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. First of all, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, man. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the um, the podcast on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's Tweet Talk P O D. Follow myself, Raphael, at Work Money Life on Twitter. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Real Todd Billion and Todd Capital, the company at Todd.Capital. Episode 91. We're going to leave you all with one last tweet from Charles. He says, How are you going to become wealthy if you don't study the wealthy. Think about that, folks. My co 
host Charles Oglesby III, JD, aka Tarmin, and myself, Raphael. Episode 91 of Tweet Talk, the Black Wolf Podcast. We are out. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so, without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.